0: Hi, Happy Homeschoolers. Before the episode begins, we have a special announcement.
1: That's right. We're announcing the launch of our brand new website.
2: Go to www.happyhomeschoolerpodcast.com. There you can listen to all of our episodes, access show notes, learn a little about everyone who works on our show, and more. Go to www.happyhomeschoolerpodcast.com and check it out today.
0: Now on with the show.
1: Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Melody. I'm your co-host, Jennifer. And I'm your co-host, Holly. Today, we'll be discussing homeschooling during the holidays. But first, how's everyone been since last time? How about you, Jennifer?
0: I'm doing great. We've been doing just a lot more school than usual, mostly with our co-op and stuff. And recently, I took a, a CPR and first aid class with a bunch of teenagers, and it was Ooh. so wonderful. I haven't, I, I've been certified before, but it's been a while, so I needed to get that renewed. And most of the kids that were in the class with us haven't done it before. And I don't know if y'all have done it in a while, but it's so much more simple than it it is to be oh
2: yeah you don't have so, to breathe yeah. into people anymore you, just you don't have to breathe at all yeah. yes yeah. And, <laughs> and
0: just the training itself was so much more simplified it was all very clear-cut and there's only just a few things you have to remember now and it's much more accessible for everyone for kids to do for oh, everybody good. to do so I was really pleased with that and the kids loved the class and a lot of the parents went with us too and it was just so good so I it was just a good reminder and I recommend everybody go out there and do that find somebody that's willing. It was our local EMS station that offers the classes and the classes are free uh, for us unless you wanted a certification card and then you had to pay for that. But you know, you don't necessarily need to get the card. Just yeah, I recommend everybody go out there and do that. What have you been up to, Holly?
2: Well, I um, recently went on a trip to Arizona. I have family there and one of my nieces was getting married and I, I have made it a point to attend the weddings for my family members. My mother and father have have both been uh, gone for quite some time so my nieces and nephews don't have any grandparents on that side of the family and i'm uh, i'm the oldest of all the the sisters in my family there were 4 of us and so i kind of i'm like the quasi older generation member you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah so I went out to my niece's wedding and I got to play with her little boy oh my gosh she's so cute and I got to see a whole bunch of my nieces and nephews and my um, one of my sisters lives there and my other sister and her husband flew in and so it was a really wonderful family weekend and I'm just uh, so thankful to my husband for holding down the fort. He and uh, the 11-year-old stayed home. They ate a bunch of junk food. One of the first things they did was after they dropped me off at the airport, they went to Krispy Kreme. I was so proud. (laughs) and then uh, i guess we, they got pizza and oh they ate an ultimate cheeseburger at jack in the box so i can't be gone for too long or i think you know they'll have to also take a trip to the er but yeah i had a really good time what about you melody
1: oh well we've been gearing up for the holidays over here and um as longtime listeners know like my house wasn't finished when we moved in and so everything had wasn't painted and we had to wait till lumber was available so that we could finish the trim. Not me personally, but my son-in-law. So one of my goals is to get the rest of the trim in the living room painted. Like I started, I painted all the trim in the dining room and now I'm working on the, the living room. And so it's like, There's something really satisfying about, you know, just spreading that paint on there and making (laughs) it all look finished just because there's so many different wood surfaces and Mm -hmm. (laughs) some parts are painted (laughs) and some parts are not. And it's like, I need it to be all the same. And so that's what I've been up to, like, you know, paint on things. (laughs) Doing really good about keeping it where it belongs, but there's always some extra paint. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. somewhere on yourself, in your hair, all those places. But that's what I've been doing, painting.
2: Well, Mm -hmm. I guess uh, if you have an open house, give me enough notice. I can come out and admire all your handiwork. Okay, (laughs) I'll do that. Or I thought you were going to say, I'll come help you paint. Oh, well, you know what? Um, I I could do that, but... You know, it's that's hard to find. sounds time. like you're enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. I am.
1: It is. It's really something sad. It's finishing up a project that's just been staring you in the face for a while. And the day came, we were moving some furniture around. It's like, I have got to paint those space boards before I put that furniture in front of there. or They'll never get painted. And so mm. that started a whole snowball of getting things done, which uh, which is good. I liked it.
2: That's exciting. I'm happy for you to be at that point.
1: Thank you. It's really refreshing. Well, let's get into today's topic. We've got the holidays. There's so much going on at this time of year, and we're all so busy that sometimes uh, parents aren't quite sure how to squeeze homeschooling in or how to squeeze in all the fun events during the homeschooling day. And so we want to talk a little bit about how if you're living a learning lifestyle, you can learn from all the things you do. But what kind of things have y'all been doing? During the holidays, like it's busy, busy season, do you pause the homeschooling or do you just like make use of everything else that's happening and milk it for all it's worth
2: educationally? Well, for me, when I sit down in the summer and I plan our homeschooling calendar for the year, I look at, you know, where everything's going to start happening. And I plan to stop homeschooling so that we can take advantage of as much as possible. Um, So we take about a three week break, maybe a four-week break, depending on where January 1st comes in. And we just throw ourselves into enjoying the season. We load up with all kinds of concerts and outdoor, like, trail of lights, things that we can walk through, and we look for some volunteer opportunities so we can be charitable. I think, you know, it's as individual as each family, because in the past, we would take the whole month of December off when I had my other five kids. We did something we called Christmas school. What about you, Jennifer? Well, I want to know what Christmas school is. Oh, okay. Well, um, Christmas (laughs) school is the idea that a lot of the activities you have to do to get ready for Christmas are educational. So my kids would help address Christmas cards. So they got to practice their penmanship. They got to learn how to address an envelope. Mm -hmm. We would um, make a lot of gifts. So we would do lots of craft things and make we made like decaled soap sets and we, oh gosh, we we did all kinds of stuff. We made our own wrapping paper and we, we wrapped the gifts with it. We had um, a gingerbread house party only. We used graham crackers. So most people probably know this if their kids have done any preschool activities anywhere. But you can take small milk cartons and put frosting on them and stick graham crackers to them and decorate them and make them look like little houses. So we would have a gingerbread party decoration. We would go to see concerts. We would volunteer. My kids would usually pick an angel off the angel tree at our church. They'd pick a child that was their age and we would shop and wrap gifts and give them. Angel tree benefits is for the children of incarcerated people so that the children get a gift in the name of their parent. Yeah, they were just we just took off the whole month of December and we, we filled it with all kinds of activities instead of regular school. It was called Christmas school. That's awesome. Did you I that like that you... every year. We did it every year for quite a while. Yeah. Because my when I started homeschooling, my kids were young. They were second grade in kindergarten and then three years old and 18 months old. And then I had my youngest child halfway through that school year. So we I didn't feel like the academics were gonna suffer if we took that whole month off. And I felt like the value of all the other activities we were doing was educational so we just called it Christmas school we did it for quite a few years did you also take off summers I can't remember if you took yeah we took off summers Mm -hmm. my birthday's at the end of May and my gift to myself every year was to be done with school (laughs) that's a good
1: gift we used to do that too because my husband has a birthday at the end of November so we would kind of take off from November on and we would still some of the kids some of my children needed the routine like they really wanted the routine and they would get up and do things like they would do their math up to a point I thought so I know
2: which school one of kept your on kids
1: that. <laughs> I bet That's you funny. can guess and that was <laughs> kind of optional but that was the routine they needed the routine and that was what made them happy and so mm-hmm. some school continued but like you said a lot of other things were still practicing like you're practicing skills academic skills during all the baking and all the multiplying of those mm-hmm. recipes writing the notes and they would write little letters and put lists in their stockings and then we had activities at church like operation christmas child we'd be getting a shoebox together and Mm, they were done that one too yeah and and then we volunteered to wrap gifts different anyway all of those things i felt like they had value and it was that we needed a a little bit of a shake up in the routine, which made things fun again. And so
0: I love listening to you guys talk about this because you basically are unschoolers during the holidays.
2: Yes. <laughs> Jennifer is her yes, hands and right. going, oh, <laughs> unschooling. Absolutely. But, but
0: you're doing a really good job of describing what unschooling is. It's like all your, you know, daily living things that you're doing all have educational value, and you guys are finding that value in the holiday traditions. Right. And right. I love that. So for us because we're unschoolers, there's not really as much you know, starting or stopping of schedules, but (laughs) with our co-op. So we've been doing this co-op for a very long time and we always, you know, take off time for the co-op during the holidays and it has gotten longer and longer and longer each year. (laughs) And (laughs) we are, we are to the point now that this year, I think we, we end classes in two weeks. So mid-November before Thanksgiving for sure. And then we don't start again until mid-January. So we take a good full two month break. Yeah. Yeah, because our families, you know, everyone's homeschooling their own way and people get stressed and busy around the holiday season. And it became a thing where if we had more classes during the holidays that people just wouldn't show up or the right. kids weren't doing mm-hmm. the work or things like that. So it's really nice to have that big chunk of time. But one of the things we've done for many years now is the whole month of December, we do things with our friends that from our, our homeschool friends that are in the co-op. Every holiday thing you can think of, we try to cram it into the month and we do it together as a group. And it's so much fun. And even one of the things that we do every year is we uh, participate in our town's Christmas parade. So oh, we build a float together.
2: I, I can't wait to see what y'all are doing this oh, year. it's aliens this year. It's what? It's aliens this year. Oh, interesting. So Christmas um, aliens. <laughs> yep.
0: But yeah, so we do that with our, our families that are in the co-op and our friends at home school. And so the kids get all involved, like when we build the floats, they're planning and designing and building. And so we just do a lot of extra fun activities. We ice skate and all of that. But for my family... Also, during the holidays, because we live in Texas, it's such a good time to be outside mm-hmm. during November and mm-hmm. December. Finally. So we do a lot more outside activities like with hiking and things like that. So we our activities that we normally do do change up during the holiday season. But as far okay. as schooling goes, I'm still seeing it all as school anyways.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so right. That doesn't really change for us.
1: Well, and that's the thing. All of those traditions are really important in our family and some of them take time like we like decorating for Christmas and so it does take some time to pull out the totes and change things up and pull out the tree and all the things that we want to do but those things take time so instead of doing the spelling tests or whatever we're just doing those other things but by giving yourself some people need permission to take a break yeah that opens up so much time for you to do other important things that build memories for your kids, things that are fun, things that are only seasonal. So like, it's not like you can do this fun thing in January. It won't be happening. Right. Right. Now. So it's like, stop and take time to do those fun things. We just felt like that was valuable. We, we kind of did that all the way through, even when we kind of schooled year round, it was still that kind of, we'll dip in and do a few things, but Mm -hmm. we're spending our time on being present in the moment in this season. This is what's going on now. So yeah. Uh, They gave us time to be involved in food drives and other activities, local activities. People are more charitable sometimes, it seems, during the holidays.
2: Right, and people still need the help other months of the year, though. Yeah, yes, thank you for pointing that out. That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. an issue. Yeah, it's like um people are hungry, you know, after Christmas. All year, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all uh, year round. But people become more
1: aware. And so then there's that opportunity to have that. Yeah, mm-hmm, and, that and I think
2: families
0: also have some time off from school generally. So they mm-hmm. have more availability to do those things. Um, I think so. I know people worry about, especially people who are new to homeschooling or people who do a more set schedule for school that if they their kids miss a month of doing their math worksheets or whatever, that they're really going to be fall behind or miss out on something. But sometimes when you give your kids a break, they come back ready to do it like they're, well, they're sometimes
2: not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point though because the things that we're teaching them, their brains are working on in the background. Yeah. I saw this with one of my kids who struggled, was oh, a struggling yeah. reader, and we took an extended amount of time. I think I just I just stopped trying to teach mm-hmm. him to read for about 3 months. Mm-hmm. I kept reading to him. But mm-hmm. when we yeah. picked it up again, it was amazing. The work his brain had done, the background, yeah. so um, it's really beneficial, just like we as adults, you know. If think about if you're working on your taxes or something, you know, where you have to just you put need to buy your mental break, or you might make mistakes, you need yes. a break to absorb. Um, yeah. The nice thing about the holidays is that, you know, like Melody said, um, it's a time to build memories and it's also a time to observe a lot of things that you can't observe if you're busy. Like you said, you go out hiking. Mm -hmm. One of the things I like to point out to my son and I I point out to my other kids like to look around and see what's different. What animals are out now? What foliage is out or not out? Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been studying trees and shrubs for our nature study. And I've been talking to my son about like, look at these trees. They don't have the leaves and these trees still do. And, you know, there are some So many things that you can immerse yourself in at the holiday time, like Melody said, that you can't do other times. Mm -hmm. It's just such a, a fun time to expand your horizons and look for other things that you might not notice if you were busy with school. Yeah.
0: One of the things that we used to do with my kids when they were little is we'd also learn about other how other people celebrate holidays and they always really enjoyed learning about other traditions and other families.
2: I remember when my son was little and we were talking about, and they do celebrate Christmas in some other Asian countries, but Christmas isn't universally celebrated everywhere. And he was shocked to find out, oh, everybody (laughs) doesn't celebrate Christmas. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. We do some other fun little traditions. So we put out, he has to put out his shoes outside of his bedroom door Mm-hmm. On December 5th, because December 6th is St. Nicholas Day. Right. And tradition holds that St. Nicholas gave gifts. So he puts his shoes out, and then when he wakes up, he has little gifts in his shoes. Um, so it's so fun. We, yeah. we watch all the Christmas movies we can possibly watch starting. Mm-hmm. with, oh. elf. Starting <laughs> with We have to start with elf on yeah, um, yeah. Thanksgiving night. Um. So, you know, that's, it's fun. Now, if you're thinking about it, like, start looking and seeing what movies you can watch and mm-hmm. even planning for them, do something fun, you know, um, and make it a big event. Oh, Christmas a... can get expensive, but watching movies yeah. at home is cheap. And there's so, mm-hmm. there are
0: a lot of free things you can do for the holidays. So one of my friends, they wanted to do a Christmas thing every day of December. And oh, they, every they day? Wrote it, yes. And they wrote wow. it down like on little slips of paper. And some of them were small things like, you know, it would be like read a, this Christmas book or watch this movie or make cookies or go see oh, light. They you know. yeah. So they weren't all big things. Some of them were things that cost money, but most of them were things you could do relatively cheap or free. And then the kids would draw a thing each day and then they would do it. And it was exciting.
2: I've collected a whole bunch of books with Christmas themes and I get them out and put them in a basket and I would pick one out to read. Some of them are Mm -hmm. lengthy. So I'd read A little bit in it each night. And now my son's 11, so I don't know if he's still going to get into that, but Mm -hmm. I'm into it. I also have... Oh, I don't know if they still publish them anymore, but they used to publish something called Ideals Magazine. And they would publish... holiday yeah holiday ones so I have some for Thanksgiving and Easter and Christmas and Mother's Day and I love to get my little magazines out and they have poems and stories and beautiful photography something that's good for me you know we're we're thinking about how to make things great for our kids during the holidays but as the chief cook and bottle washer and secret Santa I know I have to slow down sometimes and make time for myself what about y'all what do you do I said yes, you need to
0: but I don't know that I I do. I just I love all the fun stuff so much that I'm constantly I I overdue definitely Mm. overdue in December and because I just want to go do all the things. So I probably don't do much self-care in December, but I will say that we have always simplified our actual celebration of Christmas. Uh, We don't do a lot of gifts or anything like that. We have a gift exchange with our family where it's one gift. uh, We draw names and it's a like $20 gift, one person. And so we don't have a there's not a lot of shopping or stress over that or when did so you start out doing that.
2: that did you have you always done um, it that way or
0: when they were pretty young we take a Christmas trip that's what our present is we go on a trip it's usually yeah. right it's usually at the beginning of January mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. any like somehow money not surprised or, yeah <laughs> so any kind of like money or anything that grandparents gave or whatever. It just goes towards that as our gift. So the actual gift exchanging part has always been small and we have a lot of kids and it's too much to just buy everybody presents and presents and presents. So we started it when they were very young right. and we've continued it and it's it's worked so well for us. And it does take away a lot of stress having to worry about financially purchasing all the gifts and thinking of what to get people. And it just simplifies things a lot.
2: Yeah, that's really well, smart. Yeah. So I give my kids each three Gifts and a talking? stocking. Oh, we as, the same thing. yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised, Melody. We are Twinkies <laughs> after all. Um, but, you know, as time has gone on, I'm like, and then, you know, my daughter is married. So I have a, a wonderful son in law. And I'm like, oh, this is getting expensive. And I love to do it. But maybe at some point, we should think about the gift exchange idea. Don't you all also have some kind of a big special dinner that you make together, Jennifer? Well, that's a Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. (laughs) Okay. Thanksgiving,
0: we um, also, this was also to simplify things. So when we had a ton of little kids, and we would try to, like, my in-laws would always do a big Thanksgiving dinner, and everyone would cook all day. And then we'd eat for two minutes, and the Mm -hmm. kids would be running around, and everybody (laughs) was unhappy and somebody wanted to watch football and kids were loud. And so we just decided back then, like, this isn't what works for us. So those traditions, what we do for Thanksgiving has changed a lot year to year, but we used to go camping, but we stopped doing that. And then we went to a uh, all night movie marathon and did that for many, many years where uh, we don't do any traditional Thanksgiving food. We just do all finger food snacks. Everybody makes a list of finger foods they want. And it's a huge table of finger foods. And we watch movies in the, like make a big sleepover in the living room. We watch movies all night long and everybody stays up together and it we love it. It's a great tradition, but we do with our little gift exchange because we don't necessarily celebrate on, on Christmas day. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a, we call it some, it's it's called our Red Giraffe Day. And oh, we do, yes. It, it's near Christmas, but it's like a twist on the white elephant thing. And that's mm-hmm. our gift exchange is
1: Red Giraffe. <laughs> that's fun. Well, oh, that's fun. It changes as your family gets older because yes. when all of the kids were home. They all mm-hmm. got, you know, their three gifts. And as they got older and had jobs, they started giving things to each other. And as everyone got married or moved out of the house, everything has changed. You know, when we had kids still living at home because they didn't have spouses or children giving them gifts, they still got their three gifts and they're stocking. And now that everybody's out of the house, we do have a big gift exchange where they draw names. Same thing like y'all have mentioned. And then we also get together with extended family for Thanksgiving. Well, we call it our thankful Christmas. We just get together during the holidays with all the extended family. And uh, we've gotten to a place now where we're just happy to see each other. So we don't even right. do we don't have to do gifts. Let's just get together and see each other and eat and have fun and play games. And then lately we've decided for our immediate family, after all the fun of, you know, gifts and food and all that, we craft. We do Christmas crafts or something like that while the kids are all outside running around. Because it's just fun to spend time together. And so it's a great way to Like, end up the year and start the new
2: one. Doing things together is the real gift, isn't it? It is. Our favorite, so, you know, we're talking about the holidays, which to me, it really starts with Thanksgiving. In some cosmic joke, I have three kids with birthdays from around Thanksgiving to two days before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Uh, so my oldest daughter's birthday is actually on thanksgiving day this year but uh we used to go to my in-laws too like you said jennifer and it is super stressful dragging your kids and yes and all that and one year we had my daughter and her then boyfriend and a friend of theirs came down to spend thanksgiving with us and we were all at that time still going to my mother-in-law so i think it was about 14 almost 14 years ago and my youngest daughter woke up and she had an itchy rash well, it turned out that it was chicken pox. So she and I stayed home and my husband and the other kids and the guests went to my in-laws house. And I had things in the house. I, I had like a chicken. I was still eating meat. Then I had a chicken and I made gravy and I had a stuffing mix. And I had, I think, green beans. So I made green beans. And I even think we had something for dessert. And she and I sat there, her with her little itchy chicken pox. And we had this Impromptu Thanksgiving, and you know what? We enjoyed that so much. And I said, yeah. to my husband, everybody came home. You know what? I <laughs> want to have Thanksgiving at home from now on. Mm-hmm. And so my kids come, and um, we make food. My oldest son usually helps me in the kitchen, or my my daughters if they're home for Thanksgiving. And we just play games after we're done eating. We just play all kinds of board games. And my kids st- said this was the best thing. Not him dragged to nanny yes. and pop pops. Hear their dog. Mm -hmm. and (laughs) And so, yeah, you know, one of the things I'd like to stress to our listeners is, of course, when you begin homeschooling, You totally change your lifestyle Mm -hmm. and things that worked before might not work. And you need to give yourself permission to make changes that you need for your family. Yes. And, you know, yes, maybe your mom or dad or mother-in-law or father-in-law will be a little upset the first year that you do something different. But they will get over it because they were young families at one time, too, and they had to make their own traditions. And so, you know, you have to give yourself permission to do what's good for your family. The leaves are falling and a chill is in the air. It's November and that means Thanksgiving is coming and Transcript Maker is here to make you thankful that you don't have to hand make a high school transcript this year.
1: You're too busy during the holiday season to do that anyway. The time it takes to calculate grade point averages by hand is ridiculous. With Transcript Maker, you just plug your courses and grades into the template and the GPA appears like magic. If only shopping for Thanksgiving dinner was so easy.
0: Many families are traveling more than usual right around now and it's easy to miss important documents. But with Transcript Maker, all your transcripts are held in the cloud, safe and sound whenever and wherever you need them.
2: Have you ever had a call the Butterball hotline during Thanksgiving? Well, Transcript Maker has a helpline too. They're always there to answer any question you have as quick as they can.
1: And this month, Transcript Maker will be running their annual Black Friday sale. From November 24th to 27th, you can use the code BLACKFRIDAY23, all one word, at checkout to save 30% off the cost of your subscription. Now listen closely, because that's a one-time code. If you want to make the most of it, go for the annual plan rather than monthly.
0: You'll be thankful when you see just how easy it is to make your student a high school transcript. Go to www.transcriptmaker.com today.
2: Transcript Maker simply better transcripts
1: do y'all do anything special for new year's what do
2: y'all do afterwards (laughs) oh new year's is my favorite because that's when (laughs) i've done all the work right i started with thanksgiving celebrated three birthdays oh plus my mother-in-law's birthday and baked cookies and did the shopping and gave the gifts and new year's is the day (laughs) i could just have fun i get pink champagne and sparkling apple juice for people who don't drink. And we play games all night long. We just love to play games. I love good game nights. They're my Mm -hmm.
0: favorite.
2: (laughs) Mine too. What do you play?
0: Oh my gosh, we have so many games. It's endless. I I don't know. It's always something new. Do you guys have particular games you play on New Year's?
2: Yeah, well, my husband doesn't play any games at all. He's a party pooper. Oh. Uh, (laughs) But my my kids do. I always played board games with my kids. My yeah. oldest son has an extensive collection, and I, mm-hmm. if I can buy him a game that he doesn't have, I'll buy him a game for Christmas or his birthday, because they're both in December. Yeah. Last year, we gave him this game called Spyfall. Highly uh-huh. recommend it. It's super fun. In fact, we just had a game night when I came back. I scheduled a game night with the guys, and we played Spyfall, and we played uh, Settlers of Catan. Those are favorites. I love that one. Oh, yeah. love and that. we love Pandemic. We haven't beat it yet so it's still yeah. feels like 2020 but yeah we love to play pandemic we love ticket to ride um there's a game called code names which is I, super Oh super I love that fun. one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you really have to work with each other on that one, you know, with your teammate. But any kind of games, we we don't play Monopoly. That's not really a game yeah. you want to play. That's eh. We play all of the ones you're
0: saying. And then we also, we like to throw in some like fast ones that are mm-hmm. quick that anybody can jump into. Our favorite one for that lately is Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza.
2: You know, I have, <laughs> I have that game. That. And we have Left, Right, Center, but those games annoy me for some reason. They
0: do? Oh, I love them. I I I love that anybody can play. It is loud and (laughs) obnoxious a little bit, (laughs) but I love those kind of games where all the ages can play together because we frequently, when we have a game night of some time, we have lots of age groups.
2: Wide variety. Have you ever played Pit? No, I don't. Oh, years ago. (laughs) Yeah, so I was introduced to Pit by my in-laws, and it's a game where you're trading things. You have to get a full set of like wheat or oh, corn yeah. or whatever. Okay. And I found one at a garage sale, a vintage oh, 1971 goodness. for a $1. dollar. Uh-huh. And um, we haven't played it in a long time, and it gets you can get pretty uh, pretty crazy. Right. We also it's like, like baths, everybody's doing it
1: super so fun. it's kind of like playing dutch blitz where you start off sitting down and oh, you're all standing up that's <laughs> another really that. great
0: fun game yes
2: <laughs> we love that game. Yeah. yeah
0: and this is the holidays are when you take off time during the holidays it's great for these things mm-hmm. you know fit in all those games you don't usually get to play
2: and they're great gifts to give people
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. And books. Books are great. We have a a big New Year's
0: tradition that we do that is like the opposite of a nice, family game night but we have a huge a new year's eve murder mystery party every year oh, and I love it. it is so fun it's a costume party it's a murder mystery party it's all ages there's games and competitions and it's just so much fun every year this year is the rin Fest. that's our theme this year is Rinfest. So we're working on that. That's something I do a lot in the holidays is work on preparing for new year. Do <laughs> you,
2: new you write up these murder mysteries or do you No, buy well, them? I
0: do not. I buy them. So all the material comes although uh me and the couple of friends that do this that run it together like to add a lot to it. So we sure. do end up putting <laughs> extras in. Can't but help it. it's like we all we all look forward to it all year long. The kids and it's great because I our look kids, forward to
1: it. <laughs> the pictures, <yeah>. the kids, <laughs> Kids yeah, that park. have like
0: grown up and that could be off doing their own things, they all still want to come back to the New Year's party. Okay. so yeah,
2: oh, <laughs> the bar so high. <laughs> <laughs> the people your kids date and all, they must be like, oh my gosh! I wonder mm-hmm. what they think. <laughs> they they're probably like, why didn't I grow up in a fun family? Like <laughs> We're going to a ren fair this year in December. There's one okay. in a town about thirty miles south of me. Mm -hmm. It's only $10 for adults and kids 12 and under go for free. And we're working on our garb right now. Liam is uh, going to use, uh, repurpose some of his Jack Sparrow pirate costume. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. And I'm extremely excited because my sister, uh, when I went out to see her, she gave me our family tartan that she bought while she was in London. And I get to incorporate it into my garb. She She hands it to me. She says... I was gonna give this to you for Christmas but I can't wait. And she Aww. sets it in my lap and I had I had <laughs> this deep desire to get our tartan so I could incorporate it into my garb. I'm gonna go as a peasanty person. Mm-hmm. And um and I opened it and saw what it was and I Burst into tears. Aww. Uh, so excited. <laughs> so, awesome. so yeah, we're we're gonna do a Ren Fair in December. We're gonna do several Trail of Lights things. We're gonna to go to a couple of concerts. We're gonna do all the things.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, this is the best time of the year for doing all the
2: things. <laughs> well, at least we won't die of heat stroke. Like, you know. <laughs> this past summer oh, we didn't oh. do as many things and I really missed that. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, we have to, wherever you live, you know, obviously you're going to take advantage of the weather. My daughter that lives in Colorado, they're super (laughs) excited because they can go snowshoeing. She's Mm going to learn to mush with her dogs that she has. She's got a Husky and a Malamute and a a wolf hybrid. So now she wants to learn how to do sled dog things. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But she, you know, they're, they're going to go snowboarding. They're going to do all those things. And that's the, that's Mm -hmm. the thing is that really. You know, you can do academics anytime, but you need to realize that there's so much value in putting the academics aside and immersing yourself into the holidays. Here at the end
1: of our podcast, we like to answer a big question. Jennifer, what's our big question for today? Our big question today is
0: from Jay who asks, how am I supposed to determine final grades for my high schoolers at the end of the semester? We've never been much of a grading family, but it's important for transcripts. Any advice? So what do you guys think? How did you grade your high schoolers?
1: For some subjects, uh, grading was easy, like math. It's just things are right or wrong, and so we kept that going all year. I, I will say it's much better to keep track of these things as you go than to try to backtrack at the end of the school year for the whole year. But did so you grade things as we go?
0: Did you grade every assignment and then keep a grade book of some kind?
1: We graded every math assignment, mostly because I was checking for comprehension and whether or not they knew how to do whatever they were learning. And so that was just like, you need to work on this. Let's work on that some more. But we mm-hmm. were not really a grading family either. I, I based it off of the effort that they put into learning something. Did they master it? Yeah. How much were they involved? We did keep track of of Carnegie units with a couple of them. Like, how much time did you spend
2: on this? Oh, at I'm that impressed time... with you. Carnegie mm-hmm. units are like... <laughs> You you need to tell our listeners what they are, just a brief thing well, about ba- what okay,
1: so basically let's like tracks the amount of time that they spent working on history because we did a lot of freewheeling like kind of unschooling things <laughs> just like reading books and doing projects and mm-hmm research and i mean like even for things like when they wanted to go to the renaissance fair they researched to find out what their costumes were going to be and then they made their own and i mean we just incorporated life and so for some things we i would keep track or they would keep track of their time because carnegie units like that's what the high schools typically were based on like supposedly an hour of learning you know so you have a whole year is 180 days and uh, in theory, that would be 180 hours in a class, but everyone knows that you're not actually learning for the whole hour. Right. The last time you've got 10 minutes that you're going to another class and I don't know, 10 minutes or so. Right. Of people messing around. So anyway, for way for us for getting credit, just because I wanted a way to track it. They would, you know, like keep track of their hours. We decided 150 was the semester's credit. And mm-hmm. so we just tracked all of the things that they did. It might be Reading books, it might be watching uh, like a historical movie. It might be going to the museum. That doesn't mean we just chalked it up to a whole eight hours or anything like that. But active learning time, and then that was a way to track what was going on. And when they had 150 hours, that was that was a credit. So that's how we did that one. And based on what kind of work they did, and because of who we are, is like most of the time they were doing a quality work because if you're gonna learn something, you know, just learn it. I guess the only place anybody might get less than that would be in their math because things (laughs) were right or wrong. But for the rest of it, we based it on, you know, did you finish the textbook, then you did a semester a year's worth of work. But because we were using so many other outside materials and not necessarily textbooks, that was a way to do it. And we weren't really hard and fast about it because as you go along in homeschooling, you start to recognize learning when it's happening. And you're not so dependent on checking off the list or answering the chapter questions or, yes, I did all the tests. It's more about, did I learn this well enough that I can explain it to someone else? And can I teach someone what I've learned? And did Mm -hmm. I really, was I motivated to learn some more? So we were a little bit freewheeling in the way that we eventually got our grades and our transcripts. But when I go back and look at old transcripts, which I have not done since I moved, I can see that all of the coursework they, they did, they really learned way more than what's represented on the right. transcript. Mm-hmm. And so I know that educational institutions need to see your something representative of your child's learning in a format that they understand and that make sense to them. And so that's what we provided. But on the other side of it, I know that they were learning so much more than we could possibly put down on a piece of paper.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's true. You can't, if you wrote all that stuff down and gave it to the college, they would pages be... Pages and pages. Yeah. 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 One thing I'd like to say to to the person who sends their question in today is you can give your children pass or fail grading. And Transcript Maker... Who's our sponsor does have that option for the transcripts. And actually, there are schools across the country that use pass and fail so that you have a set of criteria that says, this is what constitutes passing this class. And then, you know, anything less than that is fail. Now, most homeschoolers would not allow their children to do anything less than passing, you know, like we teach to mastery. So if my son has a paper, And it's not done well. I figure there's something he doesn't understand. He's not in high school, though. In high school, sometimes my kids got lower grades than that. And I did grade my kids. Even though we're a Charlotte Mason family, I did use curricula for certain things, mainly because... They were going to be heading into college, some of them, and I wanted them to get used to using some types of textbooks and learning how to take tests. So we use Streams of Civilization for their high school history. The questions were on a little sheet where you like had to fill in bubbles and stuff. Of course, that sounds very archaic. I understand that some of you are like, what? <laughs> um, so now, you know, you would be taking tests online. But um, I wanted them to have that experience. I did use an English spine mainly for writing papers so that when they turned in a piece of writing, I could evaluate it. Did they, you know, if it was an essay, did they follow this format that essays are supposed to have? You know, I looked at their sentence structure and the vocabulary, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, math of course like you said it's pretty cut and dried and so you know I would grade that and then they had outside activities some of them took co-op classes where they received grades some of them took um, college classes you know dual enrollment where they received grades in those cases it was pretty easy I just had to put it on the transcript right but if you are not quite sure It's really a good idea to ask someone in your local homeschooling group because every state's different. We're in Texas, so we set our own graduation requirements. We can grade how we want or not grade. We can do pass fail. But if, if you're really not sure, it's a great idea to ask someone who's gone before you how they handled that. Jennifer, what did you do?
0: So I never kept any grades. I didn't grade any work they did, and we never did tests. I also didn't keep records of any kind the whole time. So when it was time to make transcripts for my kids that needed them, a couple of my kids uh, went into community colleges after they graduated, so they needed transcripts for that. And one of my daughters went into a pre-med honors program at a university, and she needed extensive transcripts for that. So what we would do is when they were ready to graduate we'd sit down and I would look at the requirements for our our high schools in our state and I would see okay what have we covered what did we do what have you learned in these topics and then I was I've always been aware of the Carnegie credit units and that about you know 150 180 hours is is considered like you've mastered that credit you know so I was, I had that in the back of my mind and always the answer was like, I would say, so We'd talk about what, it would, what all did we do for biology? We worked in the garden. We did dissection. We did this. We, I, we would just communicate with each other about these are the things we did for biology. And always, 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 it was more, well, more than 180 hours mm-hmm. of, of work. Absolutely. So that was never a concern. And then again, like you said, teaching for mastery, I've always, when we come down to giving a grade, I if they have completed what i considered was a full enough amount of coursework in that course i give them an a because i feel like again that it's working for mastery if they've done all the work they've you know put the effort in and learn the information. And for me, I can see them learning the information because Mm -hmm. they've taken it to other things they've done and I see it in action. So then I give them A's. For my daughter who went into uh, college, her transcripts, and by the way, if your child's entering or applying to universities, you need to look at what their requirements are for homeschoolers. Because Many of the ones she applied to required that homeschool students provide extra transcripts that describe all their courses. So my uh, we worked together to do everything I just said, but then we had to write it down. So and it needed to look. Yes. And it needed to look more of like a traditional thing. So I had to put like, you know, biology with a lab. And this is what we did. And we listed, we literally went through and listed paragraphs of these are all the things she's done the last four years in biology. Mm -hmm. And we did that for everything she's learned. So some of the things on the list were non-traditional things, but it described all of her learning opportunities for a whole four-year period. And I have, I share that, I share that document with people all the time because people who unschool are commonly wondering, like, how do you explain what you did? And so I'm happy to share that with people who are, Wondering how to write those up Uh, but again all colleges ask for different things some colleges would like your transcript to just look like everybody else's transcript Mm -hmm. and knowing that in advance is really nice so basically what I'm saying to you is that you don't have to keep grades if you want to that's wonderful. But in our state, anyways, this isn't true in all states, but in our Mm -hmm. state, you do not have to keep records or grades. So it is possible at the end when you're ready to graduate to sit down and just discuss what did we learn and come up with grades for that. I also would recommend sometimes for unschoolers that instead of record keeping, if you just keep a journal of like what you do all the time, you can look back on that. For me, it's my Facebook page. I'm always sharing what we're doing. (laughs) So I can look back for years Mm -hmm. and yeah, and the calendars. I can look back for years and see what we did. And that did help us in when we had to sit down and come up with our in-depth transcripts.
2: I was going to also say that um, this listener asks about semesters. I've never graded by semester. Mm. I just, when I make my transcript, it's just by a year. And you can make semesters. What it does is it turns your transcript into a really lengthy document. Yeah. And colleges really like one-page transcripts. So um, unless you're applying to a college that requires semesters, which... I don't know of an entity, but all colleges are different. Just like there's no standardization across the United States for public education, there's no standardization in colleges and what they want. The best thing that you can do is to make a one-page transcript. And also, one of the things you want to put on transcripts, and this isn't technically what they ask, but colleges want to know what unusual things your child did, what accomplishments they have. So if it's not something Mm -hmm. listed on the transcript and it's something unusual and it happened during high school, you want to put that on there. But because I also work for Transcript Maker, I see people, um, they'll ask questions about their transcript. And when I'm looking at it to assist them, I'll see that they've listed a lot of stuff in the activities section that's already covered by the classes that they're their child is taken. So you don't want to replicate anything and that'll keep your transcript smaller as well.
0: Yeah. also for me, when we went back and put grades in, nothing that we ever did was delineated by like we did this freshman year or sophomore year because it was all mixed up and jumbled together. But yeah. when I made the transcript and I used transcript maker as well, I just decided where to put things. So Mm -hmm. I did look at what's typically taught in a freshman, like at our high schools in Texas, what's taught. And I kind of tried to line it up with that. And I just plugged things in where I thought they should go.
2: One other thing is you can also do your transcript based on subjects. So you can do it as English one, two, three, four. You don't Mm -hmm. have to say freshman, junior, whatever. Um, Anyway, that's probably a a different show.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Before we go, we want to leave you
2: with a few reminders.
1: If you've already registered for the next SAT test, the date for
0: the test is December 2nd.
2: If you want to support us here and help us grow, it would be great if you'd help new people find our show by leaving us a five-star review and sharing it on social media.
0: Remember that starting today, November twenty-fourth through the twenty-seventh, you can get thirty percent off the cost of your transcript maker subscription with the Black Friday code Black Friday23, all in one word.
2: If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Happy Homeschool Pod. If you want to learn more about anything we discussed
0: today, check the show notes in the episode description or go to our brand new website, www happyhomeschoolerpodcast.com.
2: Next episode, we're so excited to be interviewing homeschooling author Amber O'Neill Johnson about choosing books for your homeschool.
1: And one final note, we'd like to thank you, our listeners, for your continuing support. We couldn't do this show without you. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Melody. I'm Holly.
0: And I'm Jennifer. Happy, Happy homeschooling! homeschooling.
1: Hi, this is your host, Melody Gillum. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a Transcript Maker production. My co-hosts are Jennifer Jones and Holly Williams-Urbaugh. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube, and twitter at kylie wins that's k-a-i-l-e-y wins if you'd like to help our podcast grow leave us a review on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts or as always tell people about us
2: so my mother-in-law who's like the nicest person you've ever met in your life when you play pit with her she gets real cutthroat, she'll slap your hand, she'll grab a card so fast she'll gouge you with her nails by accident. I mean, she's the nicest, sweetest lady, but when you play Pip, it's a totally different woman.